Good morning, sports fans. It is Tuesday, April 26th. It is the DSN Delmarva Sports Network episode, but first, the Old Sun Sports Shakedown is brought to you by Process Exposure. Hashtag unrivaled. We put on camps, showcases, college visits, all to benefit athletes at affordable costs. Check us out on Twitter and online. We're doing big things. Um, it's, we have some great guests from the Delmarva Sports Network, but first, a sports shakedown, NBA talk, MLB talk, capital gains, college lacrosse, and a mock draft. It's a fire episode, folks. You don't want to miss it. Some great playoff games on Monday, April 25th. First, guess who's back? Luka Doncic's back. He had 33 points, 13 rebounds, and 5 assists. And the Mavericks are up 3-2, taking control of the series. Up 3-2, they won 102-77. Speaking of control of the series, the 76ers, are they losing control of the series? The Raptors won pretty handily last night, up by 15. 103-88. The Philadelphia is still up 3-2. Joel Embiid had 20-11. Pascal Siakam had 23-10 for the Raptors. Finally, the Celtics got the brooms out. They defeated the Nets 116-112. Jason Tatum had 29 points. Kevin Durant had 39 points, 7 rebounds, 9 assists. However, it wasn't enough. Looking forward to... Tonight's games, Miami can finish the series off there up 3-1 over the Hawks. That game's today at 7. 2-2, Grizzlies-Timberwolves. This is a really spicy series. And they the, um, the rubber match is today at 7.30. Then Pelican-Suns today at 10. This game series is also 2-2. You expect the Suns to, t- to win this one, but you never know. That's the NBA Jam, folks.
baseball games for Monday, April 25th. The Giants beat the Brewers 4-2. Luis Gonzalez hit his first major league home run, a two-run drive with two outs in the ninth inning, and that was the game, folks. The Phillies are surging. They beat the Rockies. They are now 7-10. Harper, Bryce Harper homered and drove in two runs. Reese Hoskins had three hits, and Kyle Gibson got the win. The Blue Jays beat the Red Sox 6-2. The Blue Jays are now 11-6. Bo Bichette hit his first career grand slam. That was the difference, folks. Trevor May got the win for the Mets. They beat the Cardinals 5-2. The Mets are on fire. They are... um, 13 and 5. The, At- the Rangers beat the Astros in the Battle of Texas teams. Marcus Seaman and uh, Corey Seager had RBI singles for the Rangers. Uh, the C- Cleveland Guardians lost to the Angels 3 to 0. The Angels are now 10 and 7. The Angels, Shane Bieber got the loss. Are the Angels now a credible team with Shohei Otani and Mike Trout for the first time ever? Like for those guys? It, are, they, are, are they a threat? I think so. The Dodgers beat the Diamondbacks. The Dodgers are now 12-4. and four. Um, Walker Bueller got his first career shutout. That's it for baseball, folks. We are on two capital gains. The cap- the, we were talking about the Washington Capitals, folks. And the Capitals lost 4-3 in a shootout on ESPN. Hockey night, Sunday. Um, bad news, but TJ Oshie scored in the first. Lars Eller scored in the third, and Marcus Johansson scored in the third. The Caps held a 3-1 lead, but Jason Spezza tied it 3-3 with less than a minute to play. Shootout goal, Evgeny Kuznetsov scored. Jason Spezza scores. Everyone gets stoned after that for like a bunch of rounds in a row. And then finally, Alexander Kerfoot scores, and the Maple Leafs win. Next Capitals game. Let's check it out. I believe they play the Islanders tonight. They play the Islanders tonight at 7 p.m. on Tuesday, April 26th. Ovi doesn't skate ahead of the game. That's the news, folks. Lacrosse shakedown for um, this past weekend. Let's see who was playing. Um, Ohio State beat Michigan 14-12 in the. Um, that's a, always a fierce rivalry. Yale beat U Albany 17-13. The Saturday games. Navy beat Army 12-11. That was a close one. Utah beat Bellarmine 12-11. Vermont beat Binghamton 17-10. Brown beat Cornell 13-8. Loyola beat Colgate 11-10. Denver beat Providence 16-3. Georgetown beat St. John's 23-6. Richmond beat High Point 16-5. Jacksonville beat Mercer 17-5. Villanova beat Marquette 10-8. Stony Brook beat UMBC 13-11. Harvard beat Princeton in a high-scoring affair. 19-16. UMass beat Hofstra 9-8. Penn beat Dartmouth in an Ivy League clash 16-12. Delaware beat Drexel in a high-scoring, another high-scoring one, 16-15. Rutgers beat 
Um, Penn State in the Big Ten matchup. Rutgers gets by by the skin of their teeth again, 15-14. to 14. Virginia beats Syracuse in a high-scoring one, um, 21-15. Maryland takes the Crab Trophy. They reign supreme in the state of Maryland, beating Johns Hopkins 22-7. to 7. Finally, Detroit Mercy beat Cleveland State 13-12. That's it for lacrosse this past weekend. It's time for the final Old Sun mock draft of the year before the NFL draft. It is Thursday. It is Tuesday. Um, I have number one, Trayvon Walker, a new number one, but he's shooting up the boards. Um, Aiden Hutchinson stays home in Michigan. Kayvon Thibodeau, three edge rushers going in a row. Kyle Hamilton, number four. Evan Neal, the tackle, number five. Kenny Pickett, the first quarterback, six. Charles Cross, the tackle, number seven. Giants get two bookends. Ahmad Sauce Gardner. Um, number eight to the Falcons. Number nine, the first signal caller, Malik Willis. Number 10, Derek Stingley. Number 11, Drake London. Number 11, 12, Trenton McDuffie. Number 13, Garrett Wilson. Number th- 14, the Ravens get a Cam Conwu. Number 15, Jermaine Johnson Jr. Or the second, excuse me, pardon me. S- 16, Jamison Williams. 17, Chris Olave. 18, Devin Lloyd. 19, Bernard Raymond. 20, another quarterback, Sam Howell to the Steelers. 21, George Karlaftis. 22, Tyler Linderbaum. 23, Devontae Wyatt. 24, Nicobe Dean. 25, Jordan Davis. 26, Christian Watson. 27, Zion Johnson. 28, Sky Moore. 29, Andrew Booth Jr. 30, Trevor Penning. 31, Kenyon Green. And finally, 32, the signal caller, Matt Corral, goes to the Lions. That's the last Old Sun mock, folks. It is interview time, folks. We have some very special guests. The Delmarva Sports Network was started up by WBOC and Draper Media in um, February of this year. They're thriving. They're, they air live broadcast games on Delmarva. They do highlight shows like all the whole nine yards. And we welcome on two of two faces from the Delmarva Sports Network. First, Mr. Um, Zach Parnes, the lead anchor. Second, um, one of the lead play-by-play guys, Corey Nito. Um, it's a great show, folks. Um, it's, they really enjoyed having them on. Let's listen. Recording in progress. Welcome back to the Old Sun Sports Shakedown Podcast. We are brought to you by Maryland Prep Football. Maryland Prep Football is based out of Columbia, Maryland. We play a full schedule of games, and we're recruiting players now. Um, if you're a football player, check us out. Um, today, as we continue our careers in sports um, episode, Delmarva Sports Network, we have a very special guest. His, he, he's a play-by-play guy. He's previously worked for the Wilmington Blue Rocks in Delaware football. He's a graduate of East Stroudsburg University. His name is Corey Nido. Is it that? Did I pronounce the name correctly? Nido. Nido. My my mistake. Um, So, welcome to the show, Corey. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. Thanks so much for having me. Uh, It's a beautiful day here on Delmarva, and we're getting ready to cover some more spring sports. After yesterday was a little bit of a quiet day because of the holiday. Yeah, and it was it was the weather got kind of nasty yesterday too. 
It did, yeah. It yeah. was some nasty storms back home. It's actually snowing today, so I'd rather take uh, this sunny and chilly day than snow. Yeah, so that's the first question. Where Where's home for you, and what sports did you play growing up? Uh, so I was born in Clifton, New Jersey, which is about 15, 20 minutes outside of New York City. But then uh, when I was eight, my family and I moved to Scranton, Pennsylvania. So have you ever seen the show The Office? The Office, uh, yeah. yeah. Yep, so it's Scranton, PA. Uh, that's where I'm from. Uh, growing up, I was just kind of a one-sport guy. I played baseball. Um, baseball guy, nice. Farm league, little league, senior league, high school, uh, legion ball. Uh, I was pretty small growing up, so my parents didn't really want me to play football. Didn't really have an interest in basketball at the time. Soccer really wasn't that big in the area, so yeah. I was just baseball 24-7. Baseball, nice. So what, yeah, the highest level you played was high school, I guess? Yeah, yeah. I could have played at some D3 schools, but – the you money you decided not to, to deal with it yeah just to yeah, play for four more years it's such a grind yeah yeah plus there's always like adult leagues i guess like there's you know did you know there's an eastern shore adult league yep yeah, yeah some of my friends play in that uh tiny top league here rich swift runs that it's pretty cool so uh unfortunately my schedule is pretty uh heavy, yeah i totally really understand but it's, it's i guess what i'm saying is the you don't have to play college ball to play baseball. That's one of those like sports you can play your whole adult life, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that's the nice thing about it. It, it. They have those adult leagues, kind of like basketball too. Football is still kind of tough. I think there's a yeah limit where you got to kind of yeah. Basketball is great. You can always go to the rec center and play some shoot some hoops. It's great. But yeah, mm -hmm. that's a good point. Um, so what what was it what um where did you go to college you went to east east stroudsburg university where is that and what did you study and what would you like about that yeah so esu is uh nestled in the pocono mountains um cool. in stroudsburg pennsylvania east stroudsburg pa so not too far from the border of new jersey um really nice area great for hiking um it's a small town but for a college student it had everything needed it had stores it had the nightlife um and it was a great time met my uh wife there actually so uh you know everything worked out very well and i studied communications that was my track with a focus in broadcast journalism that was my major and then i also minored in behind the scenes uh they called it digital media technology so yeah, working with that, the that was, sorry that was probably a smart choice these days yeah and and, and i mean i graduated in 2015 so this was kind of before all this took off where you know there wasn't so many people starting podcasts and things like that there were yeah. podcasts but now the accessibility like, yeah content. Mm -hmm. absolutely right like i just i wouldn't have a podcast and or like probably have the twitter account i have five ten years ago it's it's just very sports is very media friendly now it absolutely is and so yeah so i took advantage of whatever i could at esu joined their college radio station, uh, was the sports director there, did play-by-play -play for their uh, college athletics, uh, basketball, baseball, football. Um, so we did that. And then uh, my senior year, I was the station manager. I decided to kind of step out of my comfort zone and uh, take on more of a leadership role. So I oversaw the entire station. And, uh, yeah, so it was a lot of fun, kind of got my feet wet in a lot of different things and then graduated, got some internships prior to that and, you know, just kind of, took off from there that's really cool so tell what about your um where'd your career start um you did i see you or did play by play for the blue rocks um they're a minor high a baseball team for those who don't know 
um, correct? Yep. They're high A out of Wilmington, Delaware. And for Delaware Blue Hens, that's pretty cool. They're a pretty major program. Yeah, so uh, I started actually after college with the summer collegiate team up in Maine, uh, Sanford, Maine, which is about 45 minutes north of Boston. Um, cool. I moved up there for three and a half months. So I graduated in May, moved up there in June. So it was a pretty quick turnaround. Um, there I kind of just cut my teeth in the play-by-play realm as a quote-unquote professional. Um, got paid to do it, lived with the host family. It was great. Um, I still keep in contact with the host family that housed me because, um, you know, I was fresh out of college. I was going to be able to find an apartment and afford to live up there on my own plus do the job. And then yeah. after that, I went to the uh, Major League Baseball winter meetings. For those not aware, um, obviously, winter meetings, you're like, oh, baseball, yeah. trades, free agent signings. Yes, Everything but behind the scenes. There. There's a huge job fair for minor league employees. And I went to Nashville, Tennessee to apply for my first job, applied to, geez, I don't know, 15, 20 different openings, uh, had a handful of interviews with different teams. And one of them that really stuck out was uh, the Daytona Tortugas down in Daytona Beach, Florida. Yeah. Interviewed with them about three times over the weekend. And then I got a call the following week offered the job and uh, had 72 hours to decide. And that was a pretty big move to move all the way down to Florida, but I did it. And then that's where I got my start in minor league baseball uh, outside of college. Before that, I interned with Tortugas. Yeah. Before that, I interned with the Scranton Wilkes-Barre Rail Riders in college. So I had some minor league baseball experience. Um, But yeah, Daytona was great. I mean, they're um, living. Yeah. They're a Cubs affiliate, correct? Uh, they used to be. They're now the Cincinnati Reds. They've been the Reds for a few years now. Oh, cool. But either way, that's just like an awesome, you know, first job. So you did. Um, so then you went to Wilmington. Yep. After Daytona, I went to Wilmington. Um, had a guy that uh, listened to my stuff and knew the play-by-play broadcaster there, recommended me, and then I got hired there. And then I was with the Blue Rocks from 2017 to 2019. Um, yeah. And then during that time kind of just had the right place at the right time with Delaware football. They were looking for a new sideline reporter on their iHeart uh, radio affiliate station. And so I was like, yeah, I'm interested. So I talked to the play-by-play man there, Scott Klatskin, who's a great guy. And um, we hit it off. And then I was doing sideline for the three years there. And then the pandemic hit and kind of shifted gears for everybody, um, especially at the Blue Rocks. They kind of changed my position. They, Decided to go to the college student route uh, for an internship program, so there's no place for me left. So I uh, kind of left me looking for a job, and that's how I landed at DSN. Yeah. So so tell us about DSN. Like it's um it's been it's launched um like what a few months ago at this point. It's almost less than a year, but more than a few months. Yeah, we launched uh, around the first week of February. Oh, wow. So it seems like, oh, I guess you've been covering so many games that it seems like longer than that. It definitely you know, does seem longer. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's hard to believe. I mean, I just looked down to see that it's still April. I'm like, yeah, like we, we're we still pretty new. But, um, you know, we have a great team there at DSN. Zach Barnes, sports director. Kayla Santiago is my uh, broadcast partner. We've got a lot of great people behind the scenes. And, uh, yeah, it's been fun. Um, my wife and I moved down from Philly, so the culture shock of uh the area of the delmarva peninsula has been a little bit different but we've been in yeah the beaches and everything it's different um, but it's fun there's definitely advantages to living around here for sure 
But there's definitely yeah, it's, for all that still the inert, definitely right. Yeah, it's been solid, and, and you know the local sports scene is really really cool. Um, I mean, being in a lot of people are passionate about sports around here. Yes, and I, and when I first took the job, I'm like, you know, it's it's high school sports, like where I lived in Philly and where I lived in Scranton. I mean, they were they were popular, but nowhere near the popularity that I've seen down here on Delmarva. I mean, yeah. the fans absolutely adore their high school stu- uh, student athletes, their teams. They're really proud alums. So it's been really cool to cover these athletes. And mm-hmm. what I like a lot about it and what, you know, the store hasn't really seen is we do the live coverage of games. So we'll yeah. have a game of night every week or every day. Super cool. And we'll be doing live broadcast. So instant replay. Uh, I do play-by-play. Kayla does color. We flip-flop. And we bring out our production truck, and it's been a lot of fun to to bring that to life and be part of it. Yeah, I mean, you being a baseball guy, you probably notice. I would one thing I like hang my or always say is that the bet. So you can argue the best baseball in the states played on the lower shore. If you look at the state power rankings, it's like you can definitely make that case. You have like usually there's like five or six teams ranked in the top twenty five from like there a lot of teams around here are really good. Yeah, they really are. I mean, you got Delmar, who's been solid. We saw them a couple times. Uh, Sussex Central, Cape Henley. Yeah, Delaware, too. There's a lot of good players and teams in Delaware, too. Yeah, you know, Parkside, they've got a strong team. Stephen Decatur has been impressive. So, yeah, there's no doubt talent down here on the shore. And I think that's one of our main goals. And, you know, our, our, our kind of slogan, you know, is, you know, local, you know, Local kids, big dreams. You know, we, yeah. we want we want these kids to be recognized. And unfortunately, being from the shore down here, the accessibility and the, you know, people yeah. really not making the trip down here. And they're missing out. I mean, there's some yeah, really there's, talented, there's talented players. players down here for all sports. That's I don't know if I told you or you were aware of this. But that's why I started Old Sun Sports about um, at the end of last year is because of all the football players that were getting under recruited. I was just producing videos and content for them and I decided to do it under a brand and it, that's what, you know, like a podcast or a website sprung from that. But yeah, that's, that's, awesome. that's definitely a thing that, yeah, that's a, it's, 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 like a, it's a matter of, thank you very much, but it's a matter of fact that like, if you're not within 30 minutes of an airport, like a major airport, you're not getting recruited as much. Yeah. Cause I mean, it seems like the coaches, they have, limited time so they kind yeah, of just touch yeah. down go to the game and then have to go elsewhere but i mean this is my first football season covering the shore and man i mean there's extreme talent down here in salisbury yeah i, mean, I went as far north as smyrna delaware and yeah. obviously smyrna has had some awesome kids hammering edge Cam going to Maryland. yeah you had why high obviously why high had jace freeman um yep. uh, um Nor- norwood the line going d1 um lennon cox is going d1 too mm-hmm. ashton Sire yep. from decatur's going d1 um i think the therese worthy's going to a really good juco um there was just a lot of talent this year it really was it's a lot of fun to watch i mean i saw therese worthy uh, returned two kicks for a touchdown in the same game against Houston, and then I mean he was just phenomenal. He had a crazy game. Yeah, he just Houston. has he has legit four four speed, which is pretty. Oh yeah, he's he was really impressive. So, like you said, I mean there's so much talent down here that I don't think people really understand fully. And 
you know, hopefully these kids still going through the high school ranks uh, will get the looks that they need. Yeah, that's well, that's a really cool thing about what you're doing and what to a degree I'm doing is like we're just helping kids get exposure and tape. It's it helps get kids get noticed these days. It, it's easier than ever to like produce content to help get to reduce the divide between city schools and like or city kids and like us, you know, or kids around Absolutely. here. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like the the excess of media right now is like certainly helping kids get recruited around here. Yeah, so no doubt. Yeah, so cool. So next question, what advice do you have for someone who, say, wants a career in sports or, like, because some of our listeners may, like, want to be a broadcaster or, like, you know, it's never too early to start thinking about a job. Like, what? Sure. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think if you want to get in this business, you have to be very committed. Um, it takes a lot of effort, you know, just because you go to school – and get a degree in communications doesn't necessarily mean that you're getting a job right out yeah. of college. A lot of, a lot of this um, requires practice and hard work and repetition. Um, there's a lot that I've learned in terms of doing play by play where I didn't read from a book in a class. Yeah. I did it because I went out with the college radio station and set, sacrificed a Saturday instead of hanging out with my friends senior year of college yeah. celebrating that I'm graduating, I went and called a football game for three hours and yeah. you know, post game show. So the dedication needs to be there. Yeah. And then you have to, you have to be willing to miss a lot of events. Um, I'm very lucky. My wife has been behind me every step of the way. We've lived yeah. long distance from Maine to Florida. Now we've moved in together a few years ago, but I miss different things. I mean, I call the ESPN plus baseball game for Cornell and Penn on Easter Sunday. Yeah. So I leave my in-laws Easter morning and missed out on having Easter, you know, Easter dinner with them. Yeah. And I was bummed, but you know, it, it's something that Sacrifice. I need to do. Sacrifice. I'm trying to work on some stuff personally. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think for anybody that wants to get into it, uh, you see how glamorous it can be on TV, especially at the national level. But to get to that national level, you have to grind and put in the work, network, um, and it's just not going to happen overnight. Uh, you know, I graduated in 2015. It's now 2022. So seven, yeah. eight years out of college now and still grinding. And, and it's very tough to try and stick with this if, if you can't find the balance or have somebody that can support your balance of work and life. Yeah, true. That's, that sounds like good advice for sure. Um, I, I, I would definitely, you know, I, I, sounds like agreeable for sure. Um, yeah. so last question, I guess a f more of a fun question. Who are some of your fit? Do you have like some favorite teams? I guess, are you, are you a Yankees fan? I am a Yankees fan. So I'm kind of all over the spectrum. So, uh, yeah. Who, who are your teams? I grew up a Yankees fan, Derek Jeter, my favorite player of all time. Yeah. Um, I'll never, I'll never not root for the Yankees, although they've been very frustrating in the last. Yeah, they did, did nothing this past off season. I, it's, it's tough. If I feel, I feel you. I was not, I was not happy as a fan to, to, to see their biggest signing was re-signing Anthony Rizzo, pretty much. So, yeah. Um, so I'm a diehard Yankee fan. Um, football, I grew up a Tennessee Titans fan, actually. Yeah. Um, being a younger kid, I just liked the, their colors. I thought they yeah. were cool colors. And then when I started to get older and realized who the players were, Steve McNair, 
Yeah, no, Eddie they, they were always my second favorite team growing up because of the same reasons, colors, Eddie George, Steve McNair, um, Derek Mason. They had, yeah, yeah. They, they were really good in the late 90s. And then, uh, you know, they kind of fell off a little bit. Uh, Vince Young was fun to watch for a couple of years. And now they've got a solid squad again. But I'm also kind of a quasi-Eagles fan because of my wife um, and living in the Philly area the previous four years. We actually moved uh, to the Philly area in 2017, so kind of the best year. If you're a true Eagles fan, to to be in the area, obviously, winning the Super Bowl. Um, I remember watching, that's the other thing, kind of going back to the advice, I called a women's Delaware basketball game up in Boston on Super Bowl Sunday, watched the first half of that Super Bowl in the Boston airport, so surrounded by Patriot fans, in the air, touchdown in Philly, and watch the rest of the Super Bowl and baggage claim in Philly and watch all the people run to take the wow, that's train pretty awesome. Center City. So it's a really cool experience. But um yeah, I, I do follow along with the Eagles. I root for them with my wife when they're on. Yeah. Um, but I, I joke with her, I tell her, hey, if it's a Titans Eagles Super Bowl, I got my two tone blue on. Yeah. Well there, now it's a silver and gray or like a yeah, they got I know. Like I, I don't gray. I don't hate their colors now, but their throwback colors are like glorious. Yeah, I, I love the, the, the light blue top with, like, the navy blue shoulders. I used to yeah. always wear the Madden and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, you know, in wrapping it up, team. hockey, I've, I've become a Flyers fan just being in the area. Um, hockey really wasn't that big up in Scranton, at least within my friend group. So, yeah, um, I started following the Flyers. And then the NBA, I'd probably say the Sixers, um, again, just yeah. because of the proximity. Well, this might be, this might be the Sixers' year. Yeah, I, they turned it up a notch, it looks like. I mean, I watched the game last night, and obviously game one with uh, Maxi. Yeah, he's, he's turned into, he's tur- Maxi's turned into, like, a real, like, there is not a superstar, but, like, a very high-end role player, low-end superstar, almost. Like. Yeah, I mean, if he keeps it up, yeah, I think he can uh, he can really do some damage here for the Sixers. He get Embiid and if Harden can kind of – get back to where he was just for a little bit i think they've got a chance that's what i know this playoffs are young it's only been um less than a week old but there's been a lot of breakout players you see jordan Poole for the warriors has had like two 30 point games anthony edwards like it had the most points like ever for a player under 21 or something like that you have it's it's been really you've had some good breakout players jalen brunson had a 41 point game last night villanova guy yep yeah, it was uh, it was impressive. I watched most of that Golden State uh, game last night against the Nuggets and Poole. Man, you know, I don't know how you deal with you know Clay and and Steph, and now you got to deal with Poole, and, and it's pretty impressive what they've got going on out there. Yeah, so I guess last question or topic: Do you have did you have a favorite player you've covered, um, like or any like hidden? I guess you'd call him a hidden gem player, like someone you covered at a lower level. But like that went on to be like a like a Delaware or Blue Rocks et cetera that went on to be like a good pro or you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. So it's hard to pick out some of the Blue Rocks. They were such nice guys. Um. A lot of them are up with the Royals right now. Chris Bubich. Uh, yeah. Um, from he went to Stanford. Bubich is up in the rotation. He actually told me he wanted to be a sports broadcaster growing up before he you know obviously was very good at So. Um, he's been really cool. Um, from Delaware, Troy Reader, uh, who is a great yeah, story Super Bowl winner. from Delaware, uh, went to the powerhouse of the Leeds Deanum, but he, uh, basically took over the starting middle linebacker job for the Rams. 
uh, you know, after being a special teamer. So it was really cool to see him break out yeah. the last two or three years in the NFL. And he was always nice for interviews and stuff. So I'd probably say those two. Um, yeah, those were really good answers. Good, really good I mean, covered guys on rehab and stuff. Like when I was interning with the Rail Riders, Derek Jeter was there. Alex Rodriguez, yeah. stuff like You're that. So, cool. but you just rump elbows with a rod is pretty amazing. Just, yeah, yeah, he was uh, in the clubhouse. I'll never forget it. I was dropping off his lineups. I was an intern, and I mean, the guy just looks like he played tight end in the NFL. Yeah, he's massive. He shook my hand. Who I was, what I did, and he was really cool. Jeter was awesome. Um, he got flooded with fandom, though. I mean, people were tracking him all over the city of Scranton. And he didn't walk around with the security detail though, which was pretty interesting he kind of just did his own thing yeah that's pretty that's pretty awesome though just to have come into contact with those like they're i would call definitely call them legends um oh but, yeah yeah so that'll um wrap things up thank you again Corey nito correct nito Corey nido not nido i uh dang it um i all right it's so not, i'm sorry nido um, i'll commit it to my wife she's gonna be correcting that a lot yeah, so um, I'll commit it to memory. But thank you so much for joining the show. It was very nice, very nice having you. Um, a great talk. I'll um, the podcast will be out in probably like by the end of next week or the, the end of this week. I mean, early next week. So I'll I'll tag you in and send it your way. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. Take it easy. Have a good day. All right. You too. All right. Later. Three, two, one. Welcome back to the Old Son Sports Shakedown Podcast. It is your host, Old Son. We have a very special guest tonight. Um, he is, without further ado, the sports director for WBOC 16 and Delmarva Sports Network. Folks, give it up for Zach Parnes. Hello, hello. Thanks Welcome to the show. It, so, um, yeah, so you, you're the, how long have you been the sports director? Obviously, for the sports network's been launched like a couple months ago, but like, how long have you been the sports director for? So I've been the sports director in total for Draper Media and WBFC now. Yeah, for Draper just, Media. Yeah, yeah, just over three years and a couple of months. Uh, it's kind of wild that it's it's you know been this long process. I remember I got here and I was like, you know, super wide eyed, and now I'm like the old vet in town. So it's it's kind of funny, especially without uh, Trayvon Miles now no longer at yeah, 47. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, there's, there's there's a little turnover, but yeah, there's some some people stick around for a long time around here. But yeah, that's three. Yeah, you're you're a recognized face around here now for sure. Um, so to start first question: Where is um where are you from, and what sports did you play growing up? Yeah, uh, I am from Frederick, Maryland, uh, so I'm still within the state of yeah. MD, but a, a couple hours westbound. Um, grew up in the Imesville area, went to uh, Oakdale High School, which was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, eventually went to Syracuse, yada, yada, but we'll get to that part. Uh, but growing up, I mainly, I played everything, man. I, I just wanted to learn and, and you know, be a part of team environments and, you know, have good competition and, you know, have the chance to maybe make a couple cool plays along the way. But the biggest sports yeah, probably that took up the most time were, were uh, basketball, baseball, uh, golf, for sure. Uh, played a couple years of football in there, but played a lot of golf, basketball, baseball. Um, and then I also wrestled in high school, um, and I trained uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu for a little bit as well. Oh, that's I, really I, cool. I that diverse, diverse sports background. You're the, the diverse athlete, so diverse athlete portfolio, so to say. Um, 
So what um what to be clear, I would not say that I am a athlete, which is why I do what I do, but definitely yeah. have a, a high respect for athletics and the games in general. So what do you do now to like stay do you, do you still do the Brazilian Jiu Jitsu now to stay in shape or like you know, it's actually funny. So I uh, I train over or used to train over at SBY MMA, um, which is at uh, Pure Fitness in Salisbury. And th- they have such a good atmosphere there that I, I probably will start going back. Uh, but for, for COVID time, I, I kind of stepped away from that for a little bit and just got yeah. through it and just, you know, running, weightlifting, et cetera, to take care of myself. But I'm sort of missing that competitive spirit. I think it would really, uh, you know, kind of bring back some good stuff. That's funny you asked me about that. I was just thinking yeah, about it today. The going back to the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, that's fun. I mean, yeah, I um I haven't really gotten back to the gym since COVID ended, so I I, I need to like get around to doing that. That's a good. Now is the time, man. You know that that's yeah. been my mentality on everything. It's just like, yo, let's push it to the limit. Let's let's get back yeah. into the groove of it's, oh, it's, hey, I feel like I feel stuff. safe again. Like I feel like COVID's in the rearview mirror now too. Not yeah. okay, but like. Especially from an athletic standpoint, when you think about, you know, now we've got major league stadiums that are packed and, you know, we've got everybody back out there for, for NBA postseason. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's like sort of the, the tide is turning, so to speak. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, so talk a little bit more about your education. What did you study at Syracuse? Like what kind of classes did you take and like what, what were your favorite classes? And so forth? Um, so I, yeah, I went to Syracuse majored in broadcast and digital journalism, uh, which yeah, is great, just, you know, trying speak for, for trying to do something like this, um, yeah. you know, but also incorporates a lot of the digital background into it as sort of that uh, becomes sort of the main fixture for um, a lot of companies and, and especially for, for on-air talent uh, to be able to maintain digital presence has been huge. Um, but I also was a uh, emerging uh, an entrepreneurship and emerging enterprise minor there as well. So I have a lot of uh, interest in kind of like starting up things and, you know, taking a product from ideation to creation, right? Let's yeah. go every single step along the way from, hey, we just thought about this. A couple of people, you know, yeah. just, you know, talking smack or whatever. And then, that's, you know, that's literally like what old, old son sports was. I was making video highlight tapes for local like Decatur and Y High kids. And, right. and um my friends were i like were like you should do a brand and i like was like what should you call it and they call me old son so they were like old son sports and it sprung from there so then then it became you know like a podcast and some other like media endeavors i do but yeah but that's that's the story there that's, that's yeah you know, like exactly what you're saying yeah you know. for sure and it's and it's you know being kind of the the pilot and all of that, so to speak, yeah. right? That that really kind of, you know, conditions for sort of the next level of stuff, whether you're doing it on a full-time basis or just, you know, for fun, it's, it's uh, you know, something that can really make the man, so to speak. But uh, yeah, so when I was accused, took a bunch of different classes. Uh, one of the things that I always advocate, um, you know, is, is just kind of like to continually refine writing for anybody, yeah. um, you know, because that was a big fixture for us accused in a lot of our classes was just continually learning to write, rewrite, edit, yeah, um, right, you know, right. and, and make That's things, right. you know, try to write something, you know, the same sort of headline or whatever five or six different times uh that that's really been kind of the thing yeah for sure so yeah yeah definitely what um so what what jobs have you had since that did 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 you just get the job at wbic out of college or yeah so it was about nine months for me um but i had a lot of other jobs along the way uh to kind of like freelance stuff so um 
you know, I did a bunch of things for uh, previously uh, an MMA publication that wanted to do a oh, weekly cool. podcast on that. So I did a bunch of stuff in that area, uh, did some work with uh, Syracuse uh, Networks connections with ESPN Plus and the ACC Network uh, to do pre and post game shows for a bunch of their games as well. So, you know, it was kind of like getting into that group, but also at the same time, like I, I just kind of wanted to have sort of a regular college experience at the same time as obtaining a really high quality education. So, yeah. you know, spent a lot of time with my friends, uh, spent a lot of time on trying to get out into the greater upstate New York area, into Canada a couple of times. Yeah, okay. so, so I kind of balanced this this work and play thing up there that that worked well for me in a bunch of regards. Uh, you know, didn't work so well in others, but, you know, it, that was sort of the, yeah. the, the full thing of the experience. Yeah. So graduation takes about nine months for me to find this job, uh, which came up and, you know, seemed like the right thing at the right time. So jumped on it and, you know, been here since uh, March 2019, yeah. or February, excuse me. So you hit like COVID, so it's been kind of, um, I guess, kind of weird in that regard. So like, what, um, what, how has that affected your career? Like, how has that affected things? Like, what did, what did you, what were you doing during COVID? I guess. Yeah. Um, clearly, no sports, right? Uh, yeah. To pump the brakes on that. So I got into the news side very quickly. We were at a point at uh, WBOC where we had lost a number of. Uh, really good reporters right before the pandemic, uh, which was really difficult, but it filled an opening for me to be able to step in there and do quality news work for them. So uh, I did everything from report full time to report a couple days a week and then, um, you know, go into the anchoring sphere and yada, yada, yada. Um, and I, I think that that was, um, you know, really good in sort of just broadening my horizon, but also from the perspective of just, you know, kind of getting to understand what really makes a, a full operation run. Uh, because when, you know, I, when I was doing sports and, and no disrespect to BFC, but when I was doing sports, I mean, it's, it's the story of every other sports guy at a local store, small TV station is that, you know, your hit is only about two to three minutes. So like that's it. Yeah. And then you're off. Um, and it's not even like weather where they're going to continually come back to you throughout the show. It's like you get one sports hit and that's that. So um, getting to be a part of sort of the the main, you know, engine for them was was different and, and kind of helped me open up the idea pool for what needed to happen with us when we made Delmarva Sports Network. Uh, so it was pretty useful in that regard. It was, it was a very tough time doing news during the pandemic. You know, you feel like you need to provide people with really quality reports. And I yeah. wasn't always reporting on hard news. I would do a lot of, you know, some of the softer, more filler stories sometimes. And, and yeah. that caused, um, yeah. you know, that that was difficult at points but you know push through here we are and uh you know on to on to the next thing for us which has been dsn yeah dsn so that's i'll get um yeah so i'll get to i'll get to that in one second that's the next topic but um i was gonna say that like the two guys um i don't know if you know the the wbsc history but like paul butler was the anchor for a long time sports guy and um very successful anchor for WBSC and Scott Abraham. So there's like a big, it's like big shoes to fill. You know what I'm saying? You're, but you're doing, you're doing a great yeah. job. Yeah. Well, thank you. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah. no, you're, you're right. I mean, there, there were a lot of people that, that came before me, even into like the seventies, eighties, et cetera. Um, you know, yeah, Draper Media really been around for a long time. You're right. Yeah. Who really, you know, were trailblazers. And, and I think that that, you know, allowed the, the door to open uh, for me to be able to take what they did well and then try to use some of that stuff um, and, and channel it into, uh, you know, my own kind of nature style, so to speak. 
Yeah, because now, now there's so much like new digital media and new social networks like to keep up with, and it's like kind of makes your heads not makes your head spin to a degree. Um, so getting on to DSN, you launched DSN about two months ago. Um, what what tell us about that and like how much fun that's been and like it seems like it's a really good time and you get to cover a lot of really cool events and like you have your your own little like shows and stuff. You're not like little shows; they're like big really like, well-presented shows but like well thank you how, how is it like how, how's it going how's it going a journey and a half for us you know this was in the middle of the you know the height of the winter surge in the pandemic in january of 2021 you know we were being told that we were going to start this hyper local sports network which had been you know something that was on my mind for a very very long time because i believe that a local news obligation to its community is to inform on local matters i mean if yeah. people want to know what's going on nationally there are other sources for that uh but you know i was continually kind of pushed back against and told you know local around here isn't necessarily what what makes the cake and that was from a lot of people that i think hadn't had uh the the experience of being in the sports landscape here on delmarva because there certainly is a lot of untapped potential and and untapped greatness and also just stories to share uh from young athletes around here that i think are extremely powerful uh, so so when we announced yeah. this then in january of 21 that was kind of like Oh my goodness like we're actually going to commit to doing this and then yeah, was, kind of once again going from that ideation to creation process really very uh, quick to see it from a very business oriented standpoint but also uh you know being on the inside and being on air and you know doing a bunch of everything from like pr stuff of you know you're shaking hands and kissing babies to uh, you know, coming back and, and having the chance to, you know, be on air and try to put together your best local product to be able to show uh, the world what you got. So um, it's, it's been a journey for us, especially in terms of uh, the, the staffing of this operation. It's a lot of young people from top to bottom. Yeah, um, I would say that, you know, with the exception of our general manager, our oldest employee is like 30 years old. So yeah. uh, for us, this is all a bunch of people that, you know, think that we are really passionate about or, or know that we're really passionate about what we do but also really yeah. want to make a difference here on the peninsula if we can so you know there, there was everything from you know trying to figure out what our identity would be of do we want to do live games do we want to yeah the live shows do we want to cover you know, been really cool yeah you know do a bunch of other stuff like that so it, it was sort of developing the identity which we're still working on right now as you do with any startup that's just a couple months into operation but yeah so far so good the community's response has been super positive about it uh we feel like that we're garnering a lot of attention and respect for our ability to get out there and actually do it uh, like you said, on on a professional scale basis, I think that our live games are the stuff that look the best right now. Um, our studio yeah. does look really nice, but you know we we've got little things to to button up and zip here and there. But um, yeah, you know, we'll sure. make it like you guys are doing just a very solid job with covering like like it being like a local. I guess you'd say it's no secret like ESPN would be the model for like such as what a sports network is like, and you guys kind of are like a local ESPN to a degree right now. like you do like you check off those you check those boxes of like highlight shows like live games like except like make a sports network yeah. same and, as like fox sports one or like what i think cbs has a sports network too like analysis analysis shows like are good now like 
And yeah, the, the, the interesting thing is, is, you know, those major networks, I mean, they clearly have a lot more funding than we do, but also they just have, yeah, you know, a you're little doing bit the same thing at a smaller scale. Place to place. Yeah. yeah, yeah, just the same thing at a smaller scale for sure. So what um, advice do you have for people who want a career in sports? Um, there's a lot. Okay. Uh, I've been thinking about this a lot, um, mainly just because it's something for me that has really become apparent, um, you know, in dealing with employees with DSN, but also just in beyond is, is my advice is that make sure you really want this. Yeah. Make sure that this is, make sure that this is what drives you each and every day, because it takes a lot. And there's a lot of things within this job that people think are, you know, really pie in the sky kind of stuff. And yes, it's great. You know, we get to go out, we get to interact with community members and, and, you know, just sit back and watch games. But at the end of the day, it, it is a mad dash. It doesn't receive, you know, the same love. Like not every place, every small market in the country has a Delmarva sports network. And because of that, you know, it, it can often feel like it's difficult uh, to that, you know, your operation may not be doing the most, but I think that there is so much benefit uh, for people who consume local sports content as well as produce it. But for anybody who's young, I would just say, you know, how bad do you want it? If you really want it, your skills in a number of different regards. Uh, don't just focus on how you look on air. Focus on developing a good background with video editing, audio editing, yeah. um, you know, having the ability to use multiple different platforms to to convey your stories, write and write again extensively. I mean, the, the number of people whose work just becomes exponentially better when they become better writers is like unchartered. So that, that for me is is probably the, the core compensatory or, or the core competency of advice I would give yeah, to people. But, you know, there's so many different things that people will tell you lots of different nuances, you know, find a niche, uh, you know, go after just certain things. Don't try to be too broad. Um, you know, my, my thing is just keep trying. And, and you know, if you want this bad enough, it'll reward you. Yeah, for sure. That's good advice. I hope, like, I, I, I think I mentioned even, like, the, I did the episodes called Career in Sports. So, like, I interview, like, people, like, mostly in television, but in media and stuff. So that's that's very sound advice to list, such listeners. Yes, um, so very good stuff. So wrapping it up, a fun question. Who's your favorite team and favorite player? Uh, favorite team or teams? You, Team, you yeah, teams is, teams is, okay. yeah. So I clearly, I like Syracuse all around. They're, they're going to be the university team that I cheer for. Uh, but from a professional standpoint, um, I was born in Pittsburgh, so oh, wow. I'm all Pittsburgh, everything. Uh, but interestingly enough, probably my favorite team uh, is the Phoenix Suns. So yeah, well, they're NBA good guy. now. They're they're interesting. Yeah, big NBA guy. Uh, clearly didn't have a team in Pittsburgh, so uh, you know I, I kind of pivoted to where some of my other family was from, which was in Phoenix. And at that time, you know they had Steve Nash, Morris Dottemeyer, and Sean Marion, which was such a great trio to be able to watch and kind of grow up with and then you know then it just became Nash and Amare and eventually just Nash holding on to the sinking ship and you know there, there were a lot of dark days from like 2013 to 2018 but that the, the crew is turning themselves around so they're probably my favorite team overall and the team that I'm the most attached to um yeah. players wise um th there's so many people that come to mind but I, I think you know some of the more signature athletes uh that I've really liked and and this is kind of the throwback excuse me but 
Syracuse royalty, Jim Brown, uh, yeah, just for how dominant he was, yeah. um, both as a, a lacrosse player um, and also football superstar, but also as a track athlete. It was at a time yeah. when there were so many different uh, you know, athletes out there sort of hyper-focusing on one or two sports. And and he kind of broke the barrier open and then, you know, clearly became a, a prominent African-American running back in the, the NFL and then also went on to have a pretty prominent film career too. So yeah. he was kind of a jack-of-all-trades. So really yeah, enjoy Jim, Jim Brown. Jim Brown's a great, ex- 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 excellent choice. He's a living legend for sure. Obviously, you can argue he's one of the greatest living athletes, if not the greatest living athlete of all time. For sure. I would say so. Yeah, people throw Bo Jackson out there, but I think if Jim you, Brown's you go the back, Jim Brown's the original Bo Jackson. Yeah, agreed. If you if you go back and you and you look at what Brown did, uh, you know, whether it's the records that he set with the Browns or, you know, whether it's just the fact that he was an absolutely trend setting kind of offensive player for Syracuse University yeah. uh, in, in lacrosse, it was um and in football as well. Uh he, he just has so many layers to his story and yeah. it's really fascinating. Very good stuff. Well, folks, that's Zach Parnes, sports director for WBSC and um, Del Marva Sports Network. Very great having you on the show, Zach. I'll, that, that episode will be out soon. I'll um, tag you in it for sure and um, send it your way. I appreciate it. Thanks, man. Take Thank care. you. Have a great evening. One, two. Check me out right here, yo. Yo, the sun don't shine forever, but as long as it's here, then we might as well shine together. Better now than never, business before pleasure, P. Diddy and the fam, who you know do it better. Yeah, right, no matter what, we air tight. So when you hear something, make sure you hear it right. Don't make an ass out of yourself by assuming our music keeps you moving. What are you chewing? You know that I'm two levels above you, baby. Cause I'm too smart for these cats While they're making up facts They're making up flats